So this week already uh, we're starting to learn the portion of of Bullock. And um, it's interesting how this last year, right before going over to Eretz Yisrael, it's packed with all different stories. There are a lot of a lot of stories recorded in the Torah. In the Torah, we read about a lot of things going on, and the um, the Jewish people they conquered Sichon and Og, Sichon, Melech and Og Melech but they did not really start up with the Moab because God has instructed them that they shouldn't start with Moab because Moab he gave to the Bnei Loit he gave to the children of Loit of Yerusha it was their inheritance and the Jews were not supposed to start up with them we find it actually in the Haftorah that we read last Shabbos we find that the Jews were actually having a, uh, a debate uh, with the Bnei Amon, and they are saying, and one of the words that Yitzchak says over there is uh, that they also ask the Bnei Moab to let them go through to Eretz Yisrael, to go through their land, and they refused to let them go, but because they were instructed by God not to go, not to start up with them, they had to go all around and around. So, really, in essence, the Jewish people avoided starting up with the Bnei Moav. They avoided starting up with them. And they went all around. Still, we find that Bolok, the king of Moav, um, he was looking for a way to get rid of the Jews. And he saw and he realized that the Jews aren't winning in a natural way. They are, something is not right. He actually had experience already, Bullock, with regards to a power that a person by the name of Bilam possessed. He was a Goisha prophet. And Rashi explains, why does God make Goisha prophets? Why does God give them prophets? Rashi says, just to balance it out, to be equal. So that if the Goyim will come and complain later on that they didn't have any Novim, they didn't have any prophets, God will say to them, not only did your prophet not do good for you, but your prophet actually caused them to sin. But Balak had experience with this Bilam, because we read in the previous parsha that there was a big war that went on between Sichon and Moab. And they hired Bilam to go ahead and curse. So they saw that the curses that... Uh, Bilam cursed the people of Moyov, helped Sichon conquer a lot of the land of the Moyov. So now that Bolok was very afraid because he saw what the Jewish people did to uh, Sichon, he was very afraid. So he says, somehow the Jews are winning, not naturally, we got to find them in not natural ways. So he says, we're going to find somebody who can curse them. Instead of finding with the army, with the regular ammunition, he says we're going to uh, fight them with his curses. So, in this parsha, we read about the episode where the people of uh, Moab, he sent the people, Bolok ben Tzipra, Melech Moab, he sends the people to go to Bilam. And ask him to come and curse the 
Jewish people. Now, Bilam was a uh, very arrogant, and Bilam was very uh, uh, lusted what other people have. He liked want other people's money, and he was, and in a way, he was even a worse enemy than Balak. So Balak hired him to go and curse the Jewish people, but Bilam hated them more than Balak. He didn't need much encouragement. And we see it right in the Pasuk, it says, Rashi points to two differences. Because by Balak, it says, Balak, when he sends to Bilam, he says, Bilam, look, the Jewish people, please, orali, he uses the Hebrew words, orali, curse for me. He says, maybe if you curse them, maybe I will be able to chase them away, min ha'aretz, from the land. So Balak was saying, Utterly curse them so I can chase them away from the land. But when Bilam, when he repeats to Hashem what uh, Balak is asking, he changes the language. He says Kavali. He used the word Kavali. Kava also means curse. And he also says Vigeirashti min So Rashi points to the, both of these differences. So Rashi says that Kavali is worse than Arali, it's more than Arali, because Kavali is Nokev Shem Hashem Amaforash, that you mention when you curse with God's name, it's a stronger curse than just Arali. And also, Balak just wanted to get rid of them from his land, and Bilam said to destroy them altogether. That's what an enemy Bilam was, much worse than, than, than Balak. But nevertheless, you see, God tried to prevent him from sinning. Because the first time when they came to ask him to come, uh, Bilam asked God whether he should go, and God says, no, you cannot go. God said, Lo don't go with them, you shall not go with them. And when uh, Bilam asked them, Asked Hashem, okay, maybe I cannot go with them. But maybe I'll curse them from here. I'll stay right here. I'll curse them. I don't have to go. God says, Lotar et am. Don't curse the people altogether. So Bilam says, okay. He says, if I can't curse them altogether, let me bless them. God says, we don't need your blessing. He says, ki He's already blessed. And he says, uh, example, Rashi says, you say to a hornet, you say, we don't want your honey, and we don't want your sting. So we don't need your curses, but we don't need your blessings either. So, but God tried to stop him from going. But the next day, Bilam, he said, he knew that God is in charge, but he thought maybe he's going to get an opportunity when God is not going to know exactly because... When God asks, comes to uh, Bilam, God asks him, Who are the people that are with you? Bachalom Laila. And God showed only at night time with Bilam. Because it's like Rashi says, it's like a man goes to the Pelegish. He goes at night time when nobody sees, he goes to the Pelegish. God goes to the Bilam like the Pelegish, at night time he goes to him. So God asks him, Where is all the people? Who are the people that came to you? God doesn't know who the people that came to him. He has to ask him. God gave him the opportunity to make a mistake. 
Bilam thought, well, God doesn't always know exactly. Maybe I'm going to have the opportunity. And when God tells him, don't go, Bilam still went. Because Bilam said, maybe I can convince him. Maybe I can change his mind. Maybe we can do something. So the next time when the people, when they get up in the morning, Bilam didn't want to admit to them that God told them not to go. He says, Hashem says not to go imachem with you. Because you are not important enough. It's not respectful for me to go with such simple people like you. God doesn't want to let me go with you. But he doesn't say that God doesn't let him go. So they come back to Balak. And they say to Balak, he doesn't want to come. And Balak sends more important messengers. And he says, I will make great honor for you. And why do you not come to me? And eventually, he goes out on the way, and then the Malach tries to interfere. And Rashi says it was a Malach Rachamim. He stopped the donkey, and it says that the animal can see the angel. Animal can see mazikim, can see demons. Because a human being cannot see. If a human being would see them, he would go crazy. But an animal doesn't have that, so it's okay. So the animal, the donkey saw the Malach standing, so the first time it went through the field and the Bilam beat the uh, donkey. The next time the Malach went and there was a wall far away and he stood in the middle and for the uh, donkey to go through he had to squeeze to the wall, he squeezed to the wall and ouch, uh, Bilam's foot was sitting right there, he was riding his donkey. You know according to the Gemara Bilam had other things to do with his donkey. He didn't just ride his donkey. He had a relationship with his donkey. He was a whole... Rashi hints to it also in the Chumash, from the story. He, he with his donkey was... And then finally, eventually, the donkey, the Malach stands in a place there's nowhere to go. So the animal stops, he hits her again. And all of a sudden, the donkey opens up his mouth. God made a miracle. And the Asin says, Why did you hit me? And he says, not three times, he says, three regalim. As a hint, he's trying to destroy the shalosh regalim. He says, the three regalim. He says, why did you hit me? He says, what do you mean when I hit you? What are you doing? He says, listen, I'm your donkey that you've been riding me. And like I said, Rashi says, you have the relationship with me all this time. Did I ever do something like this to you? And then all of a sudden, the malach appears to Bilam for him to see. And he says he has this knife, this sword in his hand. The Malach says, look, you're going to curse with your mouth. And I'm here with the sword now. You took the craft called Kol Yaakov. You took the job of Yaakov. You're going to use your mouth to curse them. And I'm going to send the angel with the sword, which is al which is the craft of the Esav. He says, and he says to him, I'm the one who stopped the donkey. You should know... If not, the donkey wouldn't stop, then I would have killed you, and sure I would let live. But now, the opposite, Rashi says, he actually killed the donkey, the, the, uh, the Malach killed the donkey, because even somebody like Bilam, since it's very, very degrading and embarrassing, because everybody says, this is the donkey, who Bilam had nothing but to say. Because when the, Bilam, when the donkey said to, to Bilam, and he says to, to Bilam, Why did I ever do this to you? What did Bilam say? No, no, you never did this to me. 
So he agreed. So basically she showed him up. So Hashem didn't want even such a donkey to show up a human being. And the animal, the donkey died. But, two things. In the beginning we see that he went and did it himself. When he saddled the donkey, also showing... Bilam's hatred, he went by he had two people with him but he saddled it by himself and then when eventually he came to, to Balak eventually, Balak says why didn't you come to me? he says, I cannot give you what you need, I can do you whatever you want and Bilam says, even if you give me your you give me all your silver and the gold I cannot go against Hashem's will. He had no choice. He had to admit over and over again that he is in the hands of Hashem. But Rashi says it showed that he was Muhammad Maman Akhirim. He lost it out of people's money. Because he says, you have to give me all your money. Because if you hire uh, armies to help you fight the war, you're never sure you pay them a fortune, but you don't know if they're going to be successful or not. But you hire me. And I curse, you know for sure that you're successful. So therefore you by right should give me all the money in the world. But he admitted he cannot do anything without Hashem. And then we continue reading later the story that Hashem turned all his curses back into blessings. And we will continue that. Without matter now. All the boys.